but every other day it's painful, it's a struggle, I don't love it, but you know what? I do it more than you. I do it more than anyone else. I train more than you. I go to the gym more than you. I do more mental work than you, but I hate it more than you. You love it more than me. But how come I do more than you? A quote that MJ has, I never lost a game, I just ran out of time. No limits, no stopping, it's, it's relentless. It's, it's the truth, cutthroat attitude. It's not being fluffy, it's not being soft, it's not being nice, the truth hurts, but the truth is the only way that you can actually attack the points. You have to be okay with the truth, even if it's a negative thing towards you. So what? You can't handle it, get out. I could sign with one of the biggest clubs in the world tomorrow, and you know what people will be saying? Oh, another one slipped through the system. Another overnight success. Yeah, sure. But it's because I've been working silently for so long that it will be perceived as an overnight success. I slipped through the system again. That's a classic one for all Australians who make it overseas. Quote unquote motivation. Again, don't believe in motivational drive. That's just doesn't, it's not true. It's a complete lie. You're being lied to. Do us a quick favor, guys. Hit the follow subscribe button. Share this with someone who would benefit from it. And help us grow. As the more we grow, the better the episodes we get. Thanks, guys, for helping us. And let's get into the episode. The Relentless Series, taken by the Sculpted Podcast. back to the sculpted podcast today guys we're going to be going through uh the chapter two of relentless together so i've got the book out in front of me like always we're just going to be going through my notes and my thoughts trying to articulate with you guys um my own perspective on the way that it's written how i interpret it and how you guys also can start interpreting it and also just so that you can start taking action on things because the main thing about what we want from this series is one, the awareness of relentless, what it takes to be a truly relentless individual. And then obviously also just the action part, because yes, it's it's all well and good reading a book and reading it seven times over, you know, good on you. But realistically, it's all about action. And what we're going to be doing is taking you through the steps to take action. We're going to be keeping you guys accountable and we're going to give you the necessary steps to start taking, you know, accountability for being a truly relentless individual so with that being said so today's uh the chapter that's the word the chapter that we're going through so we're going through page 15 to 33 and it is the cleaner you are the dirtier you get so that's a play on words with uh, a cleaner being the top echelons of athletes who are you know at the very top of their mental guy, uh, their mental game and their physical game, and it's it's digging in the deep rooted cause of that cleaner aspect being truly a dirty is not the correct word in this case, even though in the play on words it is, uh, but it's what Tim Grover talks about and regards to a uh, 
the dark side of an individual. So that being said, we're going to go straight to page 15 uh, from where we ended at last episode. And, okay, the cleaner you are, the dirtier you get. So the first thing that I've written is the relationship with the clients of Tim, which he has with his athletes, is very, very strong. I think that reinforcing that uh, point is actually directing the relationship between Michael and Tim. Quite a special one, honestly. And it's, yeah, quite unique. I think that there's a... It's it's a relationship where it's, it's okay with being very, very confronting because they both are accepting that the confrontation is helping them get to the top because a lot of people shy away from confrontation when confrontation is very, very necessary. And actually, I believe that when you have a very, very high status individual who really cares about other people, you can see who they care about because the people who they care about the most are the ones that they treat the worst. From an external perspective, you could see that they're being poorly treated. But for me, for example, if I don't care about someone, I won't try and help them. Very easy. Very easy for someone to figure out if you're liked by me or not, if you understand what I do. But I will do absolutely everything I can within my power, within what I can do, within my own situation. Uh, obviously, there is a very high degree of selfishness as well towards myself. So for me, I do have to see a, re a return in investment on this person. So with Val and for Ash, I see a return on investment for me helping these people. You know, I, I see that if I can help Val with his business, if I can help Ash with his goals, if I can do this, well, we're going to grow together. And this is something that I'm all for. And I think that this is something that MJ and Tim Grover definitely had in abundance and they were okay with being completely confrontational about it. That's perceived as dirty. But it gets the results. They're confronting the truths. It's the reality. The next thing, a different player might not have made that call. So this is referring to, I believe, so it says, when we stayed in touch and like all my clients, past, present, he knew that I would always be there if he needed me. Okay, so I think that this is yet. Yeah, so Dwayne Wade, he called Tim after the game, uh, asking if Tim could fly to Miami to see if he could get him through the rest of the season. And Dwayne made quite a quite a odd decision that is seen. Yeah, it might be seen as an odd decision. But for Dwayne, he, he couldn't leave any stone unturned. So he called Tim. Because he knew that with a truly relentless individual, he's going to get the most out of him. He can't leave the stone unturned. Something that we're going to make an episode about to him. The next page. Okay. Some of my notes are very old. So it's the pencil. You can barely see it, but I can see what I've underlined. It says, when a championship is on the line and you're a cleaner, you don't let others carry the load. Recently, when I read this, I reinstated, you don't let others carry the load. Don't just hope it all works out. Okay. What I see, those two things, when a championship's on the line and you're a cleaner, you don't let others carry the load. I think that when you're a cleaner, you just full stop, you don't let others carry the load. Whether it's a championship on the belt, whether it's a preseason friendly, I think you just, you don't let others carry the load because, I mean, something that I know is I really just can't trust many people. 
and I can't trust others to do the work that I need to get done, which is annoying. But that's that's reinstating a cleaner. If you're a cleaner, you can't let others carry the load because either you have such high expectations or the people you're around are just such low individuals. So cleaners, you don't let others carry the load. The next thing I have, you make every possible move to put yourself where you need to be. That is leaving no stone unturned. That's also not working harder, but smarter. It, it's, it's working in combination, working harder and smarter. So if I was to draw pictures of, I don't know, the Mona Lisa every single day, sure, you know, I'm working hard. I'm working harder than most, but what am I sick? I'm going to be, you know, drawing the Mona Lisa really well, but it's not going to be more famous than the Mona Lisa, is it? Maybe my story would, no, even then my story wouldn't be as famous as the Mona Lisa. It's pointless. I'm working very hard, but I would have more success if I wanted to do something in a similar vein where I was working very hard, doing as much work, but let's say I was trying to reinvent, you know, that status of the Mona Lisa where it's a picture that's truly beautiful. It's got so much meaning behind it. If I was to try and reinvent that as when working as hard, then my success would far outweigh the success of the Mona Lisa that I couldn't even get to in the first place. So working smarter and harder. You make every possible move to put yourself where you need to be. Simple, right? But not many people do it. Not many people do it. I think that not many people do it actually because there's so much in the middle that that middle ground can be the excuses. But cleaners, there are no excuses. So they just take complete accountability for it, which is how it should be. The next thing, I think old you become old. Hold up. Hmm. If you think old, you become old. That's what it was meant to say. Okay. Uh, I can't read out what my note was because that's a person who I cannot mention. Um, but my notes was an example of someone who does exactly that. They say that they're old, but they're not old. I mean, yeah, maybe they're old in football, but they use it as an excuse, you know? Don't believe in things that make you worse. Fact. If you're tired, there is a placebo effect that is very well known for most... I think it works basically everyone unless you're too self-aware to understand that placebos are placebos. If you can just trick yourself into thinking that you're not tired, you won't be as tired as if you are believing that you're constantly tired. If you believe, it's the same. I, I, I tried to convince my sister this actually. She still doesn't believe me, but I forgot to mention this part, and she would hundred percent believe me in this. If I was to tell her, okay, I'm constantly reinstating to myself, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad. Am I going to be bad or am I going to be good by accident? Well, statistically speaking, negative speaks louder than positives. When you say a negative out loud, it's twenty times worse. If you say something negative, sorry, I think if it's, if you say something negative, it's 20 times more likely to happen. Obviously, that's a figure that you can just throw around and it might not mean anything to someone. But statistically speaking, let's say if you were to throw something negative around, this is, uh, this is a statistic that I've researched, by the way. If you say it, something negative, it's 20 times more profound than saying something positive. If you say it out loud, it's 40 times. Now, 20 times 40, that's, yeah, 800 times more if you're saying something negative and out loud about yourself, then they were 800 times more likely to do that thing. Translating to, if you believe you are something, 
you become it. If you think old, you become old. Do not tell me you can't do this. Same thing. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. You probably can't. If that 0.5% chance of you doing it, even when you're telling yourself you can't do it and you do it, yeah, well, can you do it the other 999 times? No. He believes he can't. Maybe he got lucky. No, maybe he didn't get lucky. Luck is not a real thing. But maybe he got fortunate. No, fortunate is not a real thing. It's just chance at the end of the day, okay? If I was to roll a die, that's what that chance would be. Sometimes until 2am is the next thing I have highlighted. That's just... Yeah, that, that just reinstates a cleaner, right? A lot of work was physical. The key component was mental. Something that drew the fear coach and I spoke about is that everyone does the physical. You can Anyone can do the physical. Anyone can also do the mental. That's true. That's very true. Anyone can do everything they want. But the thing that most people don't do is the mental because it's not. Tr you, you can't really track it. You know, I could have 20 good training sessions and I have that one that makes out of 21 bad sessions one. I might be thinking, oh, well, now I'm bad. And then that... 22nd training session that's bad because the 21st was bad and that's a knock-on effect because i'm just thinking i'm thinking i'm thinking but no one works on it you can't really track it the key component was mental the next thing i have he had become so accustomed to sharing the stage with lebron and chris bosh and the rest of the team that he had forgotten where he came from how hard he had worked to be one of the very best now what i have is Okay, again, my notes a little bit recent. In fact, they're not the best here. But I have homeostasis. Now, I'm going to have to think of what that meant. Okay, so accustomed to sharing the stage. So that's, that's meaning that it became so second nature that he's at that level that he got accustomed. So he, he got comfortable, essentially, that he had forgotten the original ambition, the original you know, goals, the original reason that when he would be taken out of this situation, that homeostasis is completely corrupted because he hasn't realized that the surrounding, keeping him accountable, keeping him at that high level. Now, that's not easy to do, to, to create that level of, yes, you naturally, you know, if I was to start juggling with my left hand only, just two balls like this, homeostasis you know, by two weeks in, my homeostatic level of doing this repetition would be much better than the two weeks prior. So, you know, natural coordination. Let's translate that to playing with LeBron and Chris Bosch. You know, two months, really good. Two years, amazing. Five years, crazy. It's natural, it's second nature. Let's say we take, now nah, in this situation, we'll probably add a third ball into the situation. All over the place. It's not easy. I wouldn't even know the right the right way to actually not do this, to not have that level of homeostasis where maybe it's through self-awareness. You can realize that your, your, your surroundings are elevating you. You can maybe try and counteract it. I, I, honestly, it's not easy to do. I don't believe in long, windy pep talks or speeches. A long explanation probably isn't the truth. He knows he's getting to the truth. Now, that is something that I identify with a lot. That's personal because as a goalkeeper, my 
optimal arousal level has to be pretty low because the more heightened your arousal level is as a goalkeeper, the more susceptible you are to a mistake because with a heightened level of arousal, you kind of have to chase the game a little bit, which is okay for other field players. But for a goalkeeper, your level of arousal has to be relatively low. Uh, so I don't really like pep talks. I don't really like hype talks, all of that stuff. Works for others, might not work for others. For me, hate it. Uh, but what this is kind of talking about is how a windy pep talk or a speech, a long explanation, at the end of the day, all of this is just external noise, fuzzy, all around, just trying to cushion, like cushion the true point. If I was to say, you know, I think he's a great player, he's got a good first touch, you know, every now and then he's, he makes a few mistakes, but, you know, he's got a really good touch, he's uh, always got a smile on his face, and, you know, he's he's a nice kid. Okay. What's What's the true message? He's not good enough for this level. He is good enough for this level. Just say it. The truth often isn't a long explanation. Also, the truth hurts a lot of people, but that's something that you know you have to you have to learn. The truth will hurt, but be okay with that because I would rather someone tell me I'm the worst player in the world and full stop than, and no one is going to ever tell me that because that's honestly that's going to be a very very hard achievement to get. Even if they do tell me that, that's better than them telling me, oh, okay, well, you're all right at this. Um, you know, you do this, okay, but this not really well. There's too much fluff. I can't really take what I need from that. I want them to tell me that, okay, this is what I'm not good at. This is what I'm really good at. I need to do this, this, and this to get better. And then I'll be a complete player. So much easier. I also wrote down a coach of mine who tells me it's straight. That's something I do at each club. I always find the most truthful individual and I just go to them and ask them for feedback. You can... Ask uh, my old coach at Sydney FC. I told him this. I said, you know, I find that you just tell it how it is. I want to ask you for the feedback. I then did this at my other club on Carpet Bulls when I was the first team. I then went to the assistant coach because I was like, okay, well, I can tell that you just say it how it is. Please tell me what, tell me what. Like, I need to improve. Tell me what it is. He gave it to me. It's great. Not easy to hear, but I was better for it. To have what you really want be who you really are okay yeah i think the three morals you know the three pillars are sculpted be who you truly are stay in alignment with that it's going to take to your best version of yourself the quote i also wrote is a long explanation probably isn't the truth just reiterating that a killer instinct Dwayne's cool intense confidence and commitment and leadership that earned the championship never being satisfied Creating new goals. Every time you reach your personal best, you don't stop until you're great. You don't put limits on yourself because you can always push beyond them. You can always level up. You can go to the next level. Think of your life as an indefinite level of stairs. You know, you're at the Burj, the bottom of the Burj Khalifa. And at the end of your 100 years on the earth, if you're lucky, that's level 100 of the Burj Khalifa. And that's the only thing that's stopping you is the amount of days you've lived, right? You could go even beyond that. But because, you know, you can only live a few hundred years or you can only live a hundred years. Your height, your your maximum level is the top of the Burj Khalifa, okay? If you're at level 40, you can actually get to level 60. 
If you're at level 60, you can get to level, you can get to level 100. If you get to level 100, you can go 120. But eventually you're going to get cut out. And that's just a reality. That's life. That sucks. A quote that MJ has is, um, I never lost a game. I just ran out of time. That goes into life. I never lost a game. I just ran out of time. I never stopped improving. I just ran out of life. It's, <laughs> it's like that, you know? It's, it's crazy, but no limits. No stopping. It's, it's relentless. The next thing I have... If I become that guy, honestly, I can't really read my notes here. He cared about being the best ever. Full stop. Yeah. That, was, that takes me back to my last episode when I was talking about how you are better off believing that you're going to be the best. Simple. Greatness makes you a legend. Being the best makes you an icon. Okay. It is easier to be a cleaner in some areas of life than others. Okay, this one. This is something that I think about a lot. And football is a unique one. No, it's not unique. That's why it is unique. It's unique in the realm of sports because it is the most played sport in the world. So it's the most competitive. So to become a cleaner in this, you have to outwork the however 100 million people or billion people play football and want to become professional football. You have to be the number one. So to be a true cleaner, you do have to be truly in the top 1% or 0.0.1% of all of these people who play football. The barrier of entry is very, very high. The very the standard of football, even at a low level, is very high. If you were to go to a less played sport, like sailing or something like that, the barrier of entry of playing that professional sport is going to be much lower than it is for football. You know, some of these guys don't even... I mean, I'm just assuming. Sailing, I just chose at random. I don't know anyone who sails. But let's say, if you wanted to become a professional salesperson, I don't even know what it's called. You could probably do it in a few years and be a professional. You're probably not going to get paid outrageous amounts. I don't think that any sailor that sailor does. Because it's not a professional sport where you can probably live off. I don't know. But this is what I mean. It's, it's a lot easier to be a cleaner in some sports than others. The competition isn't there. Michael set the standard for a killer instinct. Okay, this one's a big one. Held up three. After the fifth, he held up six. We'd be back in the locker room. Champagne dripping down the walls. And he'd already be telling me what we needed to work on for the next season. A full year before he took his brief sabbatical to play basketball, to play baseball, he was already buzzing in my ear about baseball workouts. Never satisfied, never content, always pushing higher and higher. Never satisfied. What's next? Okay. Cutthroat attitude. Yeah. It's it's the truth. Cutthroat attitude. It's not being fluffy. It's not being soft. It's not being nice. The truth hurts, but the truth is the only way that you can actually attack the points. You have to be okay with the truth, even if it's a negative thing towards you. So what? You can't handle it? Get out. It's not about talent or brains or wealth. It's about the relentless instinctive drive to do whatever it takes. Again, simple. Do whatever it takes. In application, try and find me someone who does that. You know, I will, I will be completely upfront with you. I will look at things and I will think that, oh, I probably should have done that better. In hindsight, I'm sure MJ would be the exact same. 
but we're all humans. We are programmed to fail. You know, we're not perfect, but I'll do my best to be perfect. The pursuit of perfection is 100% a real thing. You just got to be okay with not being or not stuff. You got to be okay with stuffing up every now and then. You just got to try and eliminate that. You got to be as accountable as possible. You got to have friends around. You got to have family around you who keep you accountable. Something that I mentioned with uh, having the right people around you is those people shouldn't be yes men or hype men or people who are constantly in agreement with you. They should be people who are constantly challenging you. You know, I want. Ash and Val to say, why didn't you get enough sleep that night? And I, I want to be thinking, intrinsically, I'll be thinking, oh, because of this, shut up, Nick. No, it, you should be better. Full stop. I should be better. I wasn't. Next time, you know what? I will. That's how it should be. Also, removing the emotion from it, that's crucial. Because emotions ruin you. They make you weak. Emotions mixed with truth that's when you can start tearing down relationships you need to take the emotion out of everything okay uh, not everything that will get me in trouble don't take the emotion out of everything but when it comes to feedback I hope that doesn't get clear by the way um, when it comes to feedback and things like this take the emotion out of it the only one who knew what everyone else had to do in order for them to win they put people in place to get results and make everyone else around them look better. I own this. He walks in with confidence and leaves with results. Something I just really highlighted was I own this. Being a cleaner has almost nothing to do with talent. Focused on taking responsibility and taking charge. They decide how to get the job done. They do whatever is necessary to make it happen. Cleaners are inherently very much the leader of the team. They are very much the people who set the standards. They are very much the people who want to run things. They're, they're speaking to the head coach. They're doing, they're doing whatever they can. They're not leaving stones unturned. Okay. They reinvent it. I own this. Okay, what I have here is, again, no, it's not great. Ronaldo never sat there hoping he'd make it. He went out and took responsibility. He was the reason for being the best. No one else. Yeah. He never sat there hoping that he'd make it. He took action. Take action. Whether it's, you know, starting waking up a bit earlier, whether it's going to bed a bit earlier. Start little. Build on it. You're in the flywheel effect. We'll talk about this soon. Okay. Next thing I have. Healthy disrespect. Something that I don't have. I'm working on it. Something that I've learned uh, through Drew, the fear coach, is healthy disrespect. I do let myself get stamped on by other people quite easily, uh, especially in Germany at the moment. You know, I, I don't have the authority to, you know, say to anyone. I don't have the authority to say, shut up. You know, I'm the youngest on the team. I don't speak the language. I'm easily a victim. You know, I kind of played into it a little bit myself. I let them step on me. My fault. 100% my fault how I could have done better. A true cleaner, who's a bit older than me probably, gone through life a bit more. I've never been in the situation, which is why I learned, you know, next time I'll be better. But in hindsight, the way that I probably could have dealt with better, one, learn German. I'm learning. I could have learned earlier. The other thing was 
have a bit more of an ego to me. I, as I've previously said, I, I don't inherently and intrinsically have a big ego. That kind of was trained out of me as a, as a young kid. But it helps in football because, as I mentioned, it's so competitive that you need to actually have an, an ego to get to the top. You have to be a little bit delusional. That would help in that situation. The next thing I've got. It gets done. They expect to succeed. When they do, they never celebrate. There's always more to do. That is something that I love. Uh, something that I mentioned in episode 17 with Connor Agar is how I tried for a little while in Australia celebrating in games, things like that. Um, because in Germany, that's what they do. They celebrate so they celebrate so much. It's always a, there's always an excuse to drink beer or to party or something like that. Not in a professional game, but you know, semi-pro game. Um, they're very emotional. It's do or die. They're going into war. It's not how it should be. There's always more to do. Celebrating. That's linked with emotion. Don't do it. I hate it. I hate seeing it as well. It's just. It doesn't, it doesn't help because you're heightening your arousal level. It's do or die at that point. And, and do and die in a bad way because you're putting too much external expectation. You can't please everyone. It only matters if you please or let's say... Please is the wrong word. It, it only matters if you fulfill your own goals, your own drive. And drive, I don't mean, you know, cliche drive. I mean... The things that drive you to become the best. It's the three pillars. The professionalism, dedication, the effort. Those those are the quote-unquote drive. No one talks about that part. Most of their work is done quietly. Facts. That's what I'm saying for me. When I sign with the biggest club in the world tomorrow, hypothetically speaking. And like this could happen. I could sign with one of the biggest clubs in the world tomorrow. And you know what people will be saying? And I hope this gets clear because I swear this will happen one day. I signed with a team. There'll be articles saying, oh, another one slipped in the system. Another overnight success. Yeah, sure. Uh, but it's because I've been working silently for so long that it will be perceived as an overnight success. I've slipped through the system again. That's a classic one for all Australians who make it overseas. Oh, they slipped through the system. I mean, yeah, to be fair, I did. But then also slipping through the system... Or just taking extreme responsibility and accountability for slipping through the system. That's going to get clipped one day. I promise you right there. Alright. Responsibility for everything. They just clean up the mess and move on. They never really count on anyone else to do the job. Yeah. He's the most powerful guy in the building. Cleaners. Cleaners are rule breakers when they have to be. I actually watched a video recently about cheating and it talked about you know what i'll get it up for you i'll put it up here a lot of people aren't gonna like this one cheating isn't a bad thing society has brainwashed you into always following the rules but you don't have to comply this process started when we were just kids school taught us that if we cheated on a test then we're getting trouble however cheating is what gets you ahead in life. Take this for example. If you got a nerd to do your maths homework, then you'd be punished. But if you hired a chief financial officer to take care of your numbers in your business, 
you'd be applauded. You need to use other people's skill sets to your advantage, as you'll never be as successful going it alone. Working smarter and harder. Rule breakers. You know, you have to cheat a little bit, you know. Working smarter and harder is cheating, quote-unquote cheating. Break the rules. Only care about the end result. The cleaner is calm and unflappable. That's an odd word. Honestly, I don't really know what that one means. Unflappable. Check me on that, Nick. Put a definition here. That's another. Cool and steady, never too high, never too low. Yeah, that's that's a good one. So just keeping that arousal level very stagnant. That's something I do very well, actually. Whether it's a friendly game, whether it's a preseason game, whether it's the grand final, I really, really try and keep that arousal level very steady. Never too happy or too depressed. Also, not depression like how everyone says they're depressed these days. Depressed is a word that has been taken out of context. Depressed is... In this situation, sad, okay? He never sees problems, only situations to resolve. He doesn't waste time explaining it. I got this. Failure is never an option. Bad situation to his benefit. Yeah, so you always turn a bad situation to his benefit. Okay, now what that looks like, what that looks like is, okay, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking bad situation. You know, someone someone close to you dies. How do you turn that into a good situation that benefits you? Okay, for some people, let's say it's gonna that person meant a lot to you. You're gonna you're gonna use that, and you're gonna use your your goal. And I'm not one who uses externals to drive them inwardly. And I don't actually advocate for that. Let's say it's like you know I'm I'm, I'm doing this one for my mom. I'm doing this one for my mom because she's the best. Don't get me wrong. My mum is the best and I do stuff for my mum. But when people start saying, you know, oh, this one, was, this one was for them, this one was for this person. I mean, realistically, at the end of the day, that's probably not the real reason. It's it's typically because of a selfish reason. But when you have something that that's a bad situation that really does mean a lot to you, then that's when you actually can start using that to fulfill your main ambition for me. Whether it's, you know, I want to do this because I know if I didn't do this, then this would mean X for this person, which it would mean that, you know, I've let my mum down. Or I've let my family down through all their sacrifices that they've had to made for me. You know, if if, if your mum was to let you go live by yourself at the age of 17, 15, 14, you know, I would be letting my family down if I didn't do what I'm doing right now. That's what keeps... No, that's not what keeps me going because I don't need that to keep me going. But let's say, you know, I'm at a... I'm in a bad spot and I need some pre-established um, quote-unquote motivation. Again, don't believe in motivational drive. That's just doesn't, it's not true. It's a complete lie. You're being lied to. Um, but there are definitely, that can definitely help for short bursts of motivation. I don't disagree with that, but long-term and sustainable quote-unquote motivation and drive only comes from within. You can use external uh, signals for quote-unquote motivation, but that just won't last. Like, if someone gives you a compliment uh, and they say, oh, you're looking great, you know, um, you look great in training, you know, you're looking better in with your physique, and these are compliments that I've got recently, I have to remind myself, yes, okay, sure, that's going to feel nice in the moment, but, you know, when I'm really, you know, two months down the line and I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking, oh, what am I, 
looking good now? Am I doing good now? Um, hmm. That's not going to take you up to the next level. Those those words from two months ago, that doesn't work. It, it, it has to come from within you, right? The external motivation is so short-term that it's unsustainable to get you to where you want to go. So people who believe in, you know, the motivation, oh, I just don't feel motivated to go train today. Sure, let's say, you know, your motivation for your training to get you through that session, if you were actually feeling unmotivated, which I feel unmotivated all the time, I don't Today, I did not want to train. I don't want to train. I barely ever feel like training, honestly speaking. Let's say I do need a bit of short-term motivation, which I typically don't. I typically don't need short-term motivation. But if I was to do and give myself short-term motivation, I could say, okay, well, after training, I'm going to go do this to reward myself. Then you got that short-term motivation. That's not going to last. Every time, If you do that every time, it's not going to last. You have to have it from within. That's not motivation. Motivation from within, false. Get rid of it. Doesn't matter non-existent that's just called discipline it's called focus that's called uh futuristic thinking yeah that's that's what i have to say on that but we could do another episode on that as well because i could definitely have a lot to say about that and a lot of people won't agree with me because they don't like to hear the truth that was a lot on that page actually and we're only halfway through failure is never an option bad situation to his benefit oh okay before i go through this excellence is lonely okay well that's a bit that's true that's very true. I mean, think about me. I live by myself. Who do I see? I only see my teammates every single day. I can barely speak to them. I don't speak German. Uh, I speak to two people. Val and Ash. And, you know, maybe a few other people every now and then. You know, a few allies I speak to. But it's lonely. I don't speak to anyone. I speak to my mom. I speak to my dad. I speak to my sister. It's lonely. I don't care. But this is what I like. I mean, me personally, I actually think that I am a little bit um different to others. I think that I actually do enjoy being with myself the most which other people will actually differ so i i understand that people might be more lonely in the situation that i am right now but because i do kind of prefer being by myself i'm a bit um a bit more okay with being lonely than others if that makes sense so i actually quite enjoy being lonely there is no ceiling there is no floor that's a big one Think about that. Whatever they have, they have earned. The worst thing a cleaner can do is sell out. He knows what he's worth. That's actually very tough. He's addicted to the exquisite rush of success. What have I written here? Okay. The way he talks, eats, relaxes, walks, runs, rides, all of these things... They are in alignment with the end goal. I honestly can't even recognize my writing here. That's so poor. All of this is for the benefit of their career. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. He craves more. Everything he does is to feed that addiction. It's not that he loves the process. He just loves that end result. And it is an addiction. Don't get me wrong. It's an addiction. It's a full-fledged addiction. It's, It's a problem. But I don't it's what I want it's a it's a healthy addiction uh, actually maybe not but that's what you have to do to get to the top like you're gonna tell me that the person who is so addicted to doing everything that they can in their power and and that's also people people don't understand this part of addiction a healthy addiction it's that you're trying to make it as sustainable and as good as possible it's understanding that 
you know, if you're too addicted to doing X, you're probably not doing enough of Y. But when, you, when you're including everything, that actually brings you up to a healthier addiction where you're able to actually get the best out of it, which I'm not the best at articulating because it's only thoughts in my head here that I've never spoken to anyone about other than my sister probably. And even then, when I speak with my sister, my words are completely misconstrued. So I honestly haven't even articulated it before. But if you know, you know. Genuinely, if you know, you know. And I don't think that many people listening right now would know. And they would probably call me crazy. You know, I am. But not for a cleaner. The idea of loving what he does would mean he was content. <laughs> yeah, it would mean he's content. Yeah, I don't love what I do. Hate it. Yeah. Bro, I don't like training. Simple. But I love the feeling of training afterwards. You know, I love reflecting on how I've been. I love looking through my reflections of how I've improved. All these things. I love that. Hate training, but I could I could absolutely go a day without training. And like, you know what? On every rest day, that's a great day for me. That's a brilliant day. But every other day, it's painful. It's a struggle. I don't love it. But you know what? I do it more than you. I do it more than anyone else. I train more than you. I go to the gym more than you. I do more mental work than you. But I hate it more than you. You love it more than me. But how come I do more than you? Crazy, eh? It's all in it. Cleaners understand they don't have to love the work to be successful. They just have to be relentless about achieving it. Everything else in between is a diversion and a distraction from the ultimate prize. Endless hours in the gym training and sweating and hurting. The result is all that matters. Cleaners have to walk away from their addiction before it completely consumes them and destroys them. A cleaner is all about control. As he feels the addiction is controlling him and not the other way around, he'll back off until he can regain the control. That's just, yeah, control. Yeah, as cleaners, we want to control everything. Um, as soon as we let the goal and whatnot control you, that's when you stop. And that only really comes later in your life. Because it, honestly speaking, you know, like people say balance, balance, you know, all this good, you know, set up, honestly. Um, the only way that you can really get to an unhealthy or unsustainable lifestyle of, you know, being too obsessed is if it's like you're 20 years and you've been doing the exact same thing for those 20 years. And if you've done that for the exact same thing for those 20 years and you haven't adapted and evolved, then you just weren't doing it right. You were working very hard, but you weren't working smart. You just weren't doing it right. That's your fault. You know? That's that's it's a it's a complete myth. The people who do that, they're just they're just not working smarter. Work smarter and harder, you're gonna be at the top. Step away once they become the best. Return with a renewed appetite for even more. Okay, honestly honestly speaking, I don't know if I can relate to that at the minute. You know, maybe down the line I might be able to. Um I don't see myself being able to relate to that, but I also do think that I'm always able to control it. I don't know. We'll see what happens to me. I'm only 18, you know, I'm not 34, where that might have accumulated over my two times over my lifestyle. I don't know. I don't know. It's not necessary or even possible to be a cleaner in all aspects of your life. Yeah, you can't be a cleaner in all aspects of your life. I can't be a cleaner in business and a cleaner in football. If I want to be good at business, I can be good at business. You know, I can do it on my rest days. I can do it here and then. But you know what takes absolute and complete control of my life first? My obsession of becoming the best footballer in the world. That's what comes first. Can't be a clear in, in, in much other things, honestly speaking. 
especially in business when it's as competitive as football. Actually, it's more competitive than football. So those things where it's such high competition level, you can't really be a cleaner in two things at once when they're so highly competitive. Uh, competitive? Hold up. Honestly, I don't know what the word there is. Go on. Achieving excellence in any one of those areas requires you to stay requires you to say, I don't give a damn about anything else. If you're a cleaner in sports, you likely won't be a cleaner in business. Yeah. Cleaners sacrifice the rest to get what they want the most. True cleaners don't care about the bling and the showy lifestyle. They look at the bottom line. All that matters is the end result, not the instant gratification along the way. I have written here, true passion, humility, and love for the result. I don't really agree with that, actually. True passion, I don't believe in passion. Humility, don't really... No, I believe in humility. I do believe in humility, but I don't... You let your results speak for you, and you don't really comment on your results unless someone's critiquing you, and then you let the results speak for yourself. Um... But the love for the result, yeah, I do agree with that. These are also notes from a while ago, so understand that. You have to sacrifice not being or giving your best in this area so you can give it in another area. Yeah, that's very, very true. Obsess over the small things. Diet, sleep, planning, etc. These are the small things that make up a big picture. But that's my notes, by the way. Um, some were willing to go the full strength every quarter. Others were content to just play a little summer ball, how serious someone is about getting ahead of everyone else, the details that make the difference, coolers, closers, cleaners. Great, good. Goodness me. Coolers, closers, hold up. Coolers, closers, and cleaners. Good, great, and unstoppable. Yeah. Um, I kind of have a, a, a visual display here of cooler, here? Oh, I'm going to have to edit this as well. This is really annoying. Okay. Coolers are here. Here to here. This is where most people in the world are. Let's say 75% of the world are coolers. Here to here. From here to here, let's say coolers. Let's say given 22% of the world are here. 22.5. 22.5. Then the 2.5%, they're the cleaners. I don't even know why I put that in there, but it's there. Okay. Because they get the result after result, this is just how to get more. Don't really understand that note from myself there. I think I'm just reiterating the importance of never being satisfied, probably. A cooler is careful. He is a mediator, not a decision maker. Mm. Not taking sides. He's uh, okay with not telling the truth, realistically. He's not ultimately responsible for the outcome. A closer. He'll get the job done if you put him in the right situation. He'll study all sorts of scenarios so he can anticipate what might happen. I, I think that's me, honestly. I do... You know, I, but this is also the point where I make that you do have to go through all of these levels to get to the cleaner. He'll get the job done if you put him in the right situation. A cleaner will also do that. The cleaner will just do it again and again. A cleaner also should study all situations. 
but he just doesn't need to do it because everyone else is doing it about him. That's only achievable if you've done all of that pre-established work of being a closer first. That's what I believe. He seeks attention and credit. He's very aware of what everyone else is doing, what others think of him. He loves the reward and perks associated with his fame and would choose the financial security over winning or success. A cleaner is really understood. That wasn't referring to a cleaner, by the way. I was talking about closer. The next part is a cleaner is really understood and he likes that way. Maybe you can even think about how I was saying it before. That's something where I'm very much a cleaner. I like it that way. Live in confusion around others' thoughts patterns. Yeah. Okay, this one, I'm going to have to charge through this because we've got a few pages left and I don't have much time left. Okay. Coolers can have amazing games. Closers can have amazing seasons. Cleaners have amazing careers. It's consistency. Coolers worry about the competition and, sh and how they mess how they measure up. Closers study the competition and plan their attack based on the opponent. Cleaners make their comp competition study them. They don't care whom they're facing. They know they can handle anyone. Coolers, doubtful. Closers, prepared. Cleaners, experienced. Okay. Callers avoid taking the winning shot. Closers take the winning shot if they know they have a good chance of making it. Cleaners just trust their gut and shoot. They don't have to think about it. A cooler is just a more re refined version of a, cle of a cleaner. No, cleaners are just a more refined version of a closer, sorry. Coolers won't offer to take on... Coolers won't offer to take on a role they're not comfortable with. Closers will take the role if you ask them and they'll do it well if they have enough time to prepare and study for the situation. Cleaners don't wait to be asked, they just do it. Coolers let others decide whether they're successful, they do the job and wait to see if you approve. Closers feel successful when they get the job done. Cleaners never fail, never feel as if they achieve success because there's or there always is more to do. Um, okay, I've actually just written down. This is when I first realized that you have to go through all of these steps to become a closer first, uh, to become a cleaner, sorry. So that's just my first little bit of articulation of it around those thoughts that are now completely embody. Um, coolers don't want to carry the team, but they're first to slap you on the back when you do a good job. Closers want the credit for getting the job done and love being congratulated for what they did. Cleaners rarely congratulate you for doing the job. They just expect you to do it. Coolers think that they want the spot. Yeah, they want the spotlight, but when they get it, they usually handle it badly. Closers stand in front because they never they need to show who's in charge. Cleaners don't have to show who's in charge. Everyone already knows it. Coolers will eat whatever you feed them. Closers will order what they want and be satisfied with a great meal. It doesn't matter what a cleaner eats, he'll still be hungry again in about an hour. That is a direct correlation to uh, that. You might read that in the wrong way. That is a metaphor for insatiability and the insatiable feeling that cleaners get. And that's not about, that isn't about food, but insatiety is linked to food but insatiety in this manner is linked to in here the closer can win the game if given the opportunity but the cleaner creates the opportunity the closer can be the star but the cleaner maneuvered him into the job cleaners never need a kick in the ass everyone else does everyone else does good great unstoppable just quickly before i kind of um go on to the next pay is that i think that callers you know the 75 percent of the world they're normal mediocre no one cares the uh, closers, they're the more successful people. But I also find that 
the the ones who don't progress to the cleaners are the ones who are just so stuck in their way. They're so they lack that self awareness that they they can't even fathom improving. They're so stuck in their ways, believing that they're what they're doing is right. Um, I have a controversial opinion on that. I can't say it on here because I will definitely, um, you know, not right now. That won't affect the podcast right now. We probably don't have enough people um, to even affect me right now for saying what I want to say, but it would definitely hinder me in the future, so I'm not going to say it. Next page. Are you a cleaner? I said not yet. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a cleaner yet, but I'm close to it. I have a lot of cleaner tendencies, but you know, as we're going through this, you'll find out what I need to do better, what I'm doing well, um, all these different things, but I'm not a cleaner yet. I'm not. I'm very close to it, but there are things where I'm not a cleaner. That's a fact. You're not a cleaner. You know, I, I really don't think anyone listening right now would be a cleaner. Maybe I've got a few people that I don't know about listening, but from all the people that I know who listen to this, you're probably not a cleaner. You might think you are. You're not. I'd, I'd be interested if you're if you if you're listening to this and you're very successful and you think you're a cleaner, message me. I'd love to know that you're listening. I'd be honoured if you're listening, but I don't think... If anyone's listening to this, I honestly don't think that I'm, I've got many cleaners on here because I've, if I'm thinking of the top 2.5% of the world, I honestly think that that's also a completely inflated statistic. I don't think that it's 2.5% of the world, but putting it into perspective, let's say it's 002 Point five percent of the world. I don't think out of the few hundred people who listen to this, I don't think that I'd be able to find that zero point zero two five percent. If you are, if you're listening, message me. I'd be, I'd love to get you on an episode, but I don't think that's the case. I don't think it's the case. Anyway, the uh, next page, page number thirty. Are you a cleaner? Not yet. Definitely not yet. I have uh, cleaner tendencies 100%, as you can definitely hear from even me um, reading this back to you, you know. I've definitely got cleaner tendencies, but as I've mentioned in even the last episode, to become a cleaner, you have to be so refined. And it takes a while to get there. It definitely takes a while to become that cleaner. And I 100% back myself that I will become that cleaner. But at the moment, I, I'm working on it. I'm not there yet. But that takes a lot of uh, self-awareness to actually get to that point of saying, you know, I'm not a cleaner right now, but I can get to that point. And and most people reading Relentless, like, I reckon most people who read Relentless who, you know, think similarly to me would probably back themselves and, and say that they're probably a cleaner when they're not. There's no such thing as luck. Well, that goes back to a point that I was just saying before, even when I was saying, no, it's not luck. No, it's not fortune. There is no such thing as luck. There are circumstances and outcomes, and you can control both if you desire. Circumstances, outcomes. You can control both if you desire. What does that mean? Circumstances. Can you control your circumstances? Yes, you can. Okay. An example of that. My circumstances right now. I live in Germany. I'm playing football. I moved to Germany to play football. Did this happen by chance? No. How did this happen? How did this happen? Okay, this happened through planning. This happened through pure vision. This happened through complete conviction. This happened through guidance from my parents. This happened through conviction of my parents. This, this is control of circumstances, outcomes. Now, 
an outcome of mine be at a professional club. Okay, it took me a while. Definitely took me a while. Took me five months, but this was my goal. Circumstances controlled, outcome controlled. You can control both if you desire. I desired it, I controlled it. Believing his number 13 wasn't unlucky for him, it was unlucky for his opponents. That how That's how a cleaner thinks. That is referring, I, I would assume, without reading prior context, it's probably towards Michael changing his numbers, I think. Um, oh, no, that's just... That's clearly relevant. Um, don't worry. Okay. The next... The Relentless 13. Okay, this is something that all people familiar with Tim Grover's work should know and should understand. They're labelled from... One to one. Doesn't make any sense if you're listening to this, but they're labeled from one to one, but there's 13 of them. And that is because all 13 of these li- of these lifted things are as important as each other. Not one is more important than the other, so it's not one, two, three, four, five, six, all of them are number one. When you're a cleaner, you keep pushing yourself harder when everyone has had enough. Over time as well, by the way, I've ticked if I possess these things or not. From what... I first read, from when I first read this book, or when I first started taking notes in this book, I said I did have this. I've always had this, according to every time that I read this book. But in my most recent time of reading this, I realized that I've completely doubled up on that. You get into the zone, you shut out everything else and control the uncontrollable. When I first, it looks like, yeah, first time when I read it, it looks like I ticked it. But thinking about it now, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. You know exactly who you are. When I first read it, I said I did. Second time, I said no, I didn't. Now, I do now. Also, not it wasn't the first time that I read it, but the first time I started taking notes on this particular book. I have more than just one relentless book, by the way. Um, you have a dark side that refuses to be taught good. I said that I need to incorporate this, and I still don't now. Um, even just reading the book from page 31 to page 253 or something like that, 227, I actually think that even in that month of me reading it, I actually think that changed a little bit, because I kind of realized what that was, and I realized that that, that, that dark side that refuses to be taught for me, it's the training no matter what even when I'm told not to it's the resilient it's the it's the complete conviction that I know what I'm doing is right and even if it's not I'm going to do it anyway that's honestly where I see my quote-unquote dark side um there is going to be more of a dark side behind that but that arrogance and that conviction definitely is an aspect of my dark side you're not intimidated by pressure you thrive on it I said need to incorporate and then I said not yet I don't have that yet I definitely was intimidated by pressure. I'm coming to terms with it now. Um, I'm definitely not thriving under it yet because I, I do think that part of thriving under pressure, your arousal level has to change a little bit where mine is so streamlined that it's it, it's just too consistent. There's no up and down where that would be more of a... More of a yeah, more of a progressive curve, I guess. Um, when everyone is hitting 
with the in case of emergency button, they're all looking for you. I said that I didn't have that, but then now I'm saying that it depends on the situation. It definitely does depend on the situation. Currently with my current team, I mean, bro, I'm like fit, I'm like three years younger than anyone else on the team. They're not going to be, even if I was the best player there, they're not going to be relying on me. Um, so that that's something I don't necessarily have yet. And it definitely does depend on the situation because if I was to go to a team where, you know, I am, I mean, it doesn't even matter if I was the youngest, you know, they still could rely on me, but I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of egos. So I'd have to go to a team where it's a similar age, you know, where there's not too many egos for me to dictate, you know, I'd obviously be the strongest character in the room. So yeah, it does depend on the situation for me, at least, um, for a true cleaner, it wouldn't depend on the situation. That's, that's a fact. So that that's where I still am not the best at that. You don't compete with anyone you find your opponent's weakness and then you attack. I said need to incorporate. And then I said, this happens. Yeah, it, it's situational again. Um, but this is me holding cleaner attributes and it's also me holding, you know, closer and cooler attributes as well. That's that's what I mean by it depends on the situation. Because for a cleaner, it never depends on the situation. A cleaner just has it the whole time. You make decisions, not suggestions. You know the answer while everyone else is still asking questions. I said that I needed to incorporate it, and then now I said I do this okay, but I need to do this more. Uh, again, it is very dependent. It's very dependent. You don't have to love the work, but you're addicted to the results. This has been consistently 100% yes. You'd rather be feared than liked. Originally, I said yes. I don't know what I'm thinking there. I definitely didn't. Um, even now, I, I I actually have written that I would rather the opposite. I'd rather be liked than feared, which is a, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to come to terms with because I, I think I said previously that I, I am more of a, pe a people pleaser. In, in that aspect where I, I do need to flip that switch and not be a people pleaser and that's that's counterintuitive to be to be to me being selfish people pleasing is counterintuitive to being selfish but I'm quite selfish with those around me and not a people pleaser with those around me so I would probably have to switch that completely I should be more of a people pleaser with the people around me that matter the most and be more selfish with others around me if that makes sense but again it's just creating that self-awareness because when I look back at this and I see my progress through each of these things, the next time I read this, maybe we, maybe I'll be much better at it. You trust very few people and those you trust better never let you down. 100%. 100%. And I've always had that. You don't recognize failure. You know there's more than one way to get well, to get what you want. To get what you want. Again, 100%. That's something that I've always held very strongly to. You don't celebrate your achievements because there is always more to do or you always want more, 100%. Yeah. If that if that list makes you nod and think, so it's not just me, you're already on your way to being a cleaner. Again, so it's not it's not just being, you know, I'm a cleaner. It's, it's, it's I'm on my way to being a cleaner. That's it. Crave more pressure, more stress, more intensity. The reward is just so good. You do all of this to achieve what few others will ever comprehend or accomplish. Yeah. 0.0000000001% of the world even wants to do what I do, and it's so highly competitive. But it's what I want to do. 
you can do so much more with what you already have. Yeah, again, it's all from within. It's all from within. Now that's that. That takes us to the last page. That well, that was the last page actually. So next page is page thirty-three, and that that's going to be next episode. But that's um that's the second chapter of Relentless, and yeah, I hope you guys can get a bit out of that. Honestly, I think that I'm not the best at giving analysis on books or anything like that, but from that chapter you can see how you know the 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 title of the cleaner you are the dirtier you get i think it just kind of relates to showing you the progression of a cleaner honestly speaking which i guess can uh relate back to a cleaner being dirty at heart if that makes sense but there's definitely uh some food for thought there i think that there's definitely some actionable steps for you guys to take keep those uh relentless 13 in mind keep also account of the differences between a cooler closer and a cleaner because those those are the natural progressions to get to cleaner you have to go through all of those steps probably you can probably skip the cooler steps honestly the closer and the cleaner steps those are the main progressions but it's definitely all in there boys why the fuck did i say that so it's definitely it's definitely all in there so it's it's up to you to start acting and yeah really really uh it's a great book, and I'm, I'm keen to get into the, the next episode already. So thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks' time.